welcome to The CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. So what do you think the number one problem is for entrepreneurs, small business, anyone who's building a business? Oh, it's stress. It's definitely stress, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yes, but there actually is a, a bigger problem that probably leads to stress. Um, I don't know. Well, we are going to be uh, using the name that we call it, which is hiring hangovers. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing worse than a hangover. Especially not a hiring hangover. And I will say that, I don't know, for me personally, what I do for a living, what we all do for a living, that's the easy part. The hardest part has been the people that we work with, you know, emotions, um, finding people that you jive well with. And so... Hiring Hangovers is is the name of today's episode and what we're going to be covering because 52% of small businesses plan on hiring at least one person and that's what the problem lies around for most people is finding the right person, how to know who the right person is, how much to pay them. So we're going to talk about where people struggle with this hiring issue. And um, there's just so much that goes into hiring. Like you said, how much do you pay them? What are their job roles going to be? Where do you find these people? Are you going to regret it? All of that stuff. So um, we're definitely going to discuss that today. And the other thing we're going to do is after we talk about these hiring hangovers that happen when you are hiring people for your office team is we're going to share with everybody some really neat systems we've put in place to help us find just the best fit for our teams and for ourselves as as team leaders. Yeah, we're going to give you exactly what it is that we do. So make sure you stay tuned to get that copy of that. But we're going to show you exactly what we do to make sure that we hire the right people. And so, um, so hiring hangovers, just to kind of expand on that, is is hiring somebody that you are going to be regretting later. You know, Andre, have all the people that you've hired on your team, have you ever regretted hiring someone? I think regret's a strong word, but if you're talking <laughs> about a hangover, I think most people regret a hangover. But it's definitely a big fear. You know, people don't want to hire that bad apple or people don't want to hire that person who wants to take breaks every 15 minutes because you don't know what you're going to get when you hire. So um, you can have great people, right? Like, I feel like there's a huge spectrum. Like you can hire someone who has a bad attitude and that's hard because it creates an atmosphere in the office. You can hire someone that has maybe the best attitude, but they just can't catch on to anything. Yeah. And we've certainly had them all. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> that's all we'll say. We've had some great people. So, yes. so, and you know, so that's why I think it's it's important not only for us, but for the people we're hiring. Everybody wants to do a good job, I think, when they are looking for a job. And as employers, I, I don't ever want to bring somebody on that is not a good fit for our team. No. Uh, and in addition to that, You know, I think a lot of people just hire to hire a warm body, you know, because, okay, so you decide to go on your own because you're good at what you do. So you've got this clientele, you've got business coming in the door, and you're up to your ears in business, and now you need to hire somebody. And sometimes, I won't say that I haven't done it, but 
you just bring a body in and that can really uh, deter you and detour your business. Um, And it has a long-term and a short-term effect on your business. So making sure that you hire that right person is absolutely crucial. And, you know, I I know we weren't going to get into it too far and maybe it's a whole nother episode, but when you're saying that I've actually seen it, uh, someone say the warm body syndrome, right? You know, that goes into, do you hire family or friends? Ooh, yeah. I mean, that could be a whole episode that we go over. Um, Family, friends, you know, someone that needs a job and calls you, right? And so we're going to walk through the things that, that we've now learned how to do because the the other fear that I think a lot of people have besides, okay, you've got the warm body syndrome where you just bring someone in. I see a lot of times if you are a, a salesperson, an entrepreneur, and you've always done everything, there comes this point, right, where you don't realize that you need someone. Your business starts growing because we've learned you always want to hire ahead of your need. And, but but it wasn't always that way because before I was working so many hours, I don't know about you, and it wasn't until I started having advisors and a coach that said, you know, in my case, they said, you need to get somebody and you need to find a good person. And I went ahead and hired someone. And literally when I was done hiring that person, he said, all right, now you have to go find someone else. I hired three people in 60 days from having no one. For eight years, I hired three people yeah. Which was crazy in my mind. But guess what? I had done the same amount of sales, the most I could do for eight years. And that year that I hired those three people, my business and revenue increased by 35% in six months. Well, I'm certainly not surprised because I think that sometimes as the entrepreneur, you think that you have to do it all. And you get so stuck in that, that I'm working 60 hours a week, so I'm doing amazing, or I'm working so much, and you don't see outside of that box. And then you start wondering, well, how much is it going to cost me to hire somebody? And then you go, no, 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 I, I'm not going to take that that pay cut. But mm, you, that's the big one. You don't under, you, you don't see the long term vision um, at the beginning until you know you get that person on board. But it totally makes sense that your business exploded after you hired three people. That's what's supposed to happen if you do it the right way. Right. And for me, I was I was pregnant. I was going to have a baby. <laughs> I was forced into hiring three people. I'm so glad I did it now. And now, you know, we joke that instead of us having these hiring hangovers, which we still do have some, <laughs> that we're the team building addicts because we're, we sometimes hire a little too fast and yeah. because we want that support because we know how much opportunity is out there if we can find the right people to help us and come on the journey with us. Absolutely. So um, for any of you that are listening and you have been thinking for a while that you need someone to add to your team, uh, maybe you've just hired a part-time person and it's just not cutting it. You're still just working crazy hours. You feel like your customer service is slipping because you don't have the help that you need. You've tried to find somebody. Make sure that you keep listening here as we're going to walk you through a tool that we use That's that we have nicknamed it the mousetrap. And the mousetrap we're going to share with you is not, it's not the same for everyone. Uh, Andre even has a little bit different mousetrap than I have. But it has been one of the best tools that I started using on many different levels Um, And so we're going to share that here in just a few minutes. Um, 
before we share it, I wanted to talk about one other barrier that is is hard sometimes besides just bringing somebody in, which is competing with larger companies. So when you're when you have a small business or you're hiring your first employee, you're not necessarily yet this big company who has a lot of benefits and 401k plans, right? And so that's another tough thing for finding good people is is an, are what are ways as as employers that you can offer things to people that you are trying to hire? What are some special things that we've done or that you've done, Andre, to offer to our team members that maybe they wouldn't get at bigger companies? Yeah, it's definitely a great question. Competing with those large companies who offer, you know, all these benefits, insurance, dental, you know, so much paid time off, so on and so forth, um, is something that that is hard to compete with. But I know that some of the things that we've done and why you and I have gotten along so well, Megan, you know, we've let our employees work from home every once in a mm-hmm. while. That's a huge benefit, especially to um, a mother, you know, who now only has to pay for four days of daycare versus one, right? So that's going to help them out. Um, another cheap way for us is uh, long-term um, disability. It's super cheap mm-hmm. for us. Yes. You know, that's, I can't even remember the cost, but it's it's that cheap that I can't even remember it. You know, just those small things. Um, also letting our employees kind of come and go as they please mm-hmm. as long as their work was complete and as long as they've been working as a team. It's those small benefits sometimes that really overpower, overshadow. Do I really want to go work for, I personally think it's a bad word, but a corporate company. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> you know, for me, working for a small business is where I'm at and, and I love that. And sometimes people thrive so much better. Um, and in our experience, People are starting to come back to us from going to work in the corporate atmosphere and they realized they did not love it. So sometimes small business and that family, that team feeling that we also create, that bond we create, um, the appreciation we have for employees, that sometimes you don't get that appreciation in, in a large corporate culture as well. So just making sure that you really point out all these yeah. things to to that person that you know they're going to be appreciated. They're going to have a little more flexibility, um, and just making sure that they really understand that. What right. about you, Megan? Uh, I'd say same thing because we we do similar things. But then some other stuff that we do as a team is, and I make sure that we also put it up on our you know company pages is you know when we've had a great month uh, you know one day my daughter and I went in and we made breakfast and did a fun thing for our whole team we do events with all with our whole families so that the kids are involved because we actually have a lot of parents that work on our team in the office sometimes they'll bring their kids into the office if they need to for an hour or two that's a great one involving the family mm-hmm. um, and then right now we just started a uh, we have goals for sales, and if we hit our goal, any month that we hit our goal, uh, we're a seasonal business where we are selling more during certain times of the year than other times. And so for every month that we hit our goal up through you know, Thanksgiving, for example, we're, they will get a half-day Friday. That's a good one. Everybody loves a good half day Friday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, work hard now, get some time off later. So, all right. Now that we've kind of gone over some of those things about, you know, being a small business, understanding the fear of hiring, to eliminate the fear and try to hire the right person, this is where the mousetrap comes in. Instead of just finding out who doesn't have a job or who would work for, you know, an hour or whatever it is, right? Like finding that right person is so important. And on the next episode, we're going to go through 
um, how to figure out exactly what you need. Uh, so for today's episode, we're going to say that we already know that we need a certain position. Mm-hmm. So that we can really talk about how you specifically laser focus in on finding that right person. So you've already got your job description at this point. You that, already know exactly what you want. So that's important. Mm-hmm. And we'll and talk about that in the next episode. That is correct. So what we're going to do is we're going to pretend in, in this example that we are looking for a, uh, let's call it a secretary, a someone who's going to be in your office answering the phones and assisting your team. Perfect. Okay. So let's... Let's use that as an example. And so if that is the type of person that you want on your team, let's get into this mousetrap. Uh, and we're going to go through the steps. Uh, this is a, you are going to want to take some notes and we are going to post this system that we've created in the, the free Facebook group. Uh, the link is in the description that you can go click in and join and it will be in there. But it, this is just, this has been such a huge time saver and it's, really helped us find people. So if, if the position that we're looking at, what would be some of the qualities that you would want, Andre, for someone who is going to be a secretary and assistant? Our phones ring off the hooks. You know, like, what are some of those things that you would want? Hmm. I'm going to say they better have really, really good phone skills. Mm-hmm. That's a must. They must not be afraid to talk to people. Um, they should probably be organized a little bit. Um but phone would obviously be be the number one if they're going to answer the phone. So let's start with that. Perfect. So the what happens with this is you you do determine um, you'll list out things, you'll decide what you want, the qualities, and that's where you want to make sure that you write out a an ad for exactly what you're looking for. And I should mention that when you are writing that ad. You want to be as specific as possible. You want to know exactly what it is that you're hiring. The last thing that um, that you want to do is not put something in there that you're going to have somebody doing. So for instance, in this position, if this person isn't comfortable with sales and you don't put sales in that ad, um, that's going to be a big, a big mistake. So you want to be very specific. So let's talk a little bit about our mousetrap and the, the purpose of it. So the mousetrap, uh, our system that we're using to find the best employees for the positions that we need, you know, there's two reasons why we've created this system. And number one, it's to make it easy on yourself. If this is your first hire, you don't want this task of finding someone to become this big process that overwhelms you. Because I find sometimes people put it off because they just don't even know what to do. So, you know, you want to have a systematic way that that it makes it easy on you. And number two, you want to make sure that once you do hire that first person, that they can then step in and help you hire that next person so that it's laid out and easy for them to follow as well. And so this mousetrap, what it does is it takes people through a series of steps to see how well they can follow directions, you know, be creative, go outside their comfort zone, whatever it is that you're looking for in someone. And it helps just really systematize it. So we're going to go through the first few steps of the mousetrap of how you set up a system of finding someone. And so the very first step that we take in this process is we create a separate email because you don't want your email to be bogged down with 50, 75 resumes, especially when you are on sites like Indeed, where Indeed, all you have to do is hit a button and that resume just comes right through. So first of all, we created the separate email 
And what this does is, again, it separates that inbox so you're not clogged up. All right, so before we read the first step, I'm going to read our ad that we'll be posting for our assistant to a top loan officer mortgage company. So the the ad's going to read like this. It's going to say, assistant, phone expert needed. A state college mortgage team is looking for a phone expert and assistant in our office. Someone who is a self-starter, an efficient multitasker, great with people, has a positive attitude, and loves working. To be eligible, you must follow the instructions on the last line of this ad. You love talking to people and have impeccable phone skills. You're a quick thinker and are able to handle handle multiple scenarios at one time. You are great at follow-up. You pay attention to detail and stay on top of tasks with ease. Chances are you're an organizational whiz. You should also have excellent technical skills and are quick to learn your way through new software, navigate the internet, including social media sites, should be something that you can do in your sleep. This position will require you to be on the phone for long periods of time, making many calls throughout the day, as well as answering on multi-line telephones. You should be outgoing and easy to talk to and start a conversation with. Only apply if you are committed to working full-time and want to be part of a fast-growing team who really cares about their clients. And then the last piece is, please email your cover letter and resume to blank email. We're going to share with you in the first step the Gmail account we set up and answer the two following questions as well. And those two questions can be any questions that are important to you. And that's where the ad ends. And so now that we're going to walk through the mousetrap of how we go back and forth with these candidates, because the key to this is that last part where we have instructions for them to please email your cover letter and resume to a separate email account. So Andre, can you walk through that first step of what that separate email account is? I love how that job description just tells them exactly what they need to do. And step one is really where you start to weed out those people who do not follow direction and just hit that submit button. So the very first step you're going to do is you're going to create a separate email. Very, very important because you don't want your email tied down to all these resumes that are come in. So you're just going to create a separate email and you're going to check it about once a day to see if you have any qualified candidates in there. And what that does is, again, it's going to separate your inbox um, and you can post these things on Indeed, on Facebook, on um, on Monster, you can post this job description wherever, and then that way, whenever they do reply, they're replying to the separate email. And and I guess I, we use Gmail, so like you just literally set up, you know, eerie jobs at Gmail, for example. It, you're just creating that separate email account. But I've done this a number of times, and Andre, guess out of a hundred people who click the responses, because out of a hundred people. What do you think on average, how many people do you think actually send an, a separate email with the from the directions? If you've got 100 applicants, I'm going to say probably two and a half of them do that. A little higher, six or seven. That's Six or seven people. And I'm going to challenge everybody that's listening. This is why this works. This is why this system works. And if you're going to let it work for you, do not be tempted to look at someone's resume that clicked and say, wow, that's a great resume. They can't follow directions. So how frustrating is it if when you they are working in your business and you ask them to, t- to do six things for you while you're out of the office and they do two or three, but don't do the other ones and you don't know if they don't follow directions. That's the, that's the point of this is 
We need somebody who's going to assist our team, answer the phones, do this, and we need them to follow directions. So we want to see that you can follow directions. And then we keep taking it a couple steps further. That's a great point. And again, it goes back to that following direction, which is why we call it the mousetrap. You want them to go into that mousetrap. Uh, like we said, then you're going to review that email, uh, that separate email account that you've created. You're going to go back and check it about once a day to see if you have any qualified candidates in there. If you believe that you do have qualified candidates in there, we then send them a link to create a disk profile. So the disk profile is uh, will then show you their strengths and their weaknesses, how to motivate them, so on and so forth. And this will be different for every pre every position that you create, you'll want to know exactly what you're looking for in a person. So again, it's another step. I can't tell you how many people have fallen off at this step. I'm not exactly sure what they think it is, but for us, it's just, are they a right fit? Do they have the right personality? But they won't return the disc profile. So again, it's them being able to follow direction mm -hmm. and get you this disc profile back. And so what we will also post in the in our free Facebook group that you can access from the link is we actually have a, a response that when we send them that disk link, um, and if you don't know what a disk is, we are going to be covering that in our future podcast because we, we don't hire a single person without having a disk report filled out. Not a single person. Very, very important. And so we will go over that. Um, and there's free ones that you can use. They're they're essential. But there is a, a canned response that we have, and it says to them so that we're we continue to take it further. It says, you know, thanks for sending your resume. We received lots of them. We looked over yours, and it looks really great. So we're letting them know we really appreciate them, you know, taking that extra step. And then we say in there, please review this entire email before proceeding with any steps. Because once again, we're gonna give them more mousetrap directions. I mean, it, it embarrasses me sometimes when we do this. I'm going to be <laughs> honest because we look like complete, you know, neurotic people, but I want my business to operate really well. And so we tell them, go and click this link, fill out the disk profile and email us the results. And then it says to them that it tells them a few things. It says you must have good Wi-Fi at home, you know, and, and that might not apply to you. It's a Monday through Friday, nine to five job. And then it says social media. Please email us your link to some social media sites you are on, preferably LinkedIn or Facebook. This position requires you to be professionally and tech, and tech not, I cannot speak today. <laughs> Technology savvy. And it says, just go to your Facebook or LinkedIn page and cut and paste the link into the email you respond. But then the last part, it says, important instructions. Attach the disk profile to this email. Reattach your resume again. They're not going to think that they need to attach the resume again because they just sent it to us. So once again, we're asking them to follow directions. Make sure you have answer all questions in this email. Make sure you have the links to your social media sites. And then in the subject line, please change to the following, admin assistant dash second email dash last name comma first name. Ooh, that's where you're going to get them. They've got to change the subject line. Can they follow directions? Right. And so, you know, and that's for this position that we're posting here. But if, for example, if this was for a sales position inside sales, I mean, how could you change it up for people who are listening? Oh, it could be changed up in a numerous ways. I mean, it doesn't even have to be just for mortgage. It could be for insurance. It could be for title companies. It could be for real estate agents. You can change it to whatever, you know, your little heart desires out there. 
But let's say, for example, that they're like this position we want. I mean, yes, you want everyone to follow directions, but we know, right? I, I am in sales. I am not. <laughs> I can follow directions, but I might miss a few steps because I'm sales, right? Yes. I'm creative. I'm I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. Yes. So what could they do for someone who they want to see if they're they'd be good for sales and step out of their comfort zone. Is there something they could switch up in there? Yeah, absolutely. You could have somebody do like a quick voice message or a video, you know, especially for sales positions, you want to see what do they look like? What do they sound like? What, you know, how do they propose things? Mm -hmm. Um, So you could do, you know, add a bunch of things in there. Absolutely. And so just keep that in mind for the position that you're looking for is you can switch this up and around and you and the key is figuring out the qualities you want. I've even, I remember when we were looking for an inside sales position, someone who would follow up five or six times, not responding to them applying. How many times will they then follow up and say, hey, did you get my email? Because they want the job. That's mm-hmm. a great thing to look for. That's a great thing to look for. And so then we wait for their uh, response to come back. And we make sure we see if they will follow directions. I will say if somebody does 90% of these items, I don't automatically throw them out of contention if they're continuing to correspond because people do make simple mistakes here and there, right? They do make those mistakes. But if somebody gets to this point, they've sent us their links, they look like they're a good fit, their disc is, is close to what we're looking for, you know, then that's the point where... If it's just you at the time, you do a phone interview, you do a call with them. And after doing a phone call with so many people, that's when you would want to invite them in to do a face-to-face interview. And if you're looking for somebody, you know, that is not in your uh, town, let's say, and they're going to be a virtual uh, employee, you would want to absolutely use something where you could look at them. Uh, you could do a Google Hangout or, the, you know, there's a couple other applications out there that you could use. And then um, we're going to go through with you some of the questions that you could ask. So some of my favorite questions are are always the, I hate to say generic questions, but I love asking, you know, what's your greatest weakness and what's your greatest strength? It really gives you an inside look into people, right? So is somebody able to identify what their greatest weakness is? And that's super important because if they can't identify that, then how are they going to be able to tell you they can't do something, right? So in our business, I know that I've got strengths and I've got weaknesses, so I'm able to delegate my weaknesses. So that's always one of my favorite questions. Um, I also love, love, love to ask, um, why, why are you leaving your current employer, right? I want to know why they're leaving their current employer. Are they not satisfied? Are they going to talk bad about their current employer? You know, are they just looking for a new opportunity? Um, I want to hear their story. I want to know why they're looking for a new job. What about you, Megan? What are some of the questions that you love to ask? So I, the, the two things that I like to ask the most are, uh, if you knew your boss, if you knew that they were wrong about something, 100% you knew they were wrong, how would you handle it? Because for me, I'm a very direct person. And um, when you learn the disc, I'm really high in the D spectrum. And I want to see the people that are going to be working on my team. I need to make sure I'm going to get along with them. And I cannot work directly with another person that has a high D. And so I want to make sure that what their disc came back with and how they handle then, you know, giving me a response. I want to hear that. I want to see how, like you said, not just what's your weakness, but then how would you handle this difficult situation? And um, so that one. And then the other thing that I really like to find out from them is I like to ask them 
you know, what what drives them, what their goals are, why they're joining us, because we've talked about this before. People are joining us and we know it's not going to be forever, but I want to make sure that I can I can give them something. I never want to hire someone who is not going to be able to move their life forward and do something that's important to them. And so I want to make sure that I can really match up to what they need. Those are great questions. And then you do something. So let's say somebody passes all these questions that we ask them, um, and we will we will also post the interview questions. You do a last step that I had not done before that I really liked. Yeah, so one of the steps that uh, I started doing was um, doing a lunch interview. And that just became important to me. I wanted to see, do I like being around this person? And I started incorporating my team into it. So it's really one of the last steps before I bring on a person. Um, So my steps are almost the same. It's a phone interview, in-person interview, the disc profile, all of that. But then right before making a decision between those last two or three candidates, we'll do a lunch interview with my team. I want to see what does my team feel about them? Can they get along with my team? And I'll be honest with you, do they have manners? That's kind of a big one to me. I'm very much a please and a thank you kind of person. So I like to see how do they treat the server? Do they say please? Do they say thank you? Or are they snapping their fingers? Um, so that's it's definitely something that I started incorporating in my last few well, interviews. Yeah, and you know what it does? It makes me think it helps It helps your team. If you already have people on your team, if you already have employees, it helps them take ownership in bringing that person on. So it can't be like, okay, the boss hires this person. Mm-hmm. I don't get along with them. And then, you know, it becomes workplace drama. Yep. Yep. Nope. We we all have a little bit of uh, invested into that person. You know, we all kind of agreed. Yes. Well, we'd like to bring that person on, or no. You know, let's let's pass on that person. So you know, we hope that you enjoyed these steps, the processes that were that we've shared with you. It's really worked for us. And if you have not found a system yet in your business for hiring someone. You know, if you follow these steps, you can tweak them as much as you want. I promise you, you will find someone who's got 80% of the things that you need for that position. And if you're patient, um, and and really they say to to run an ad like this, don't don't just do it just when you need somebody. Try to run it or have it posted somewhere throughout the year. Uh, And so hopefully that will help you find someone. And because then the next episode, when we come back, is going to be about after now that you've hired people on your team. And it's going to be about how do you grow this team of yours? You know, how do you grow a strong and mighty team that gets along, that cares about each other, that encourages each other? And because that's the way you're going to grow your bottom line too. Yes. I love growing a team. I think that we've both become addicted to growing a team. So definitely stay tuned for our next episode. We've got a lot to talk about there. Just a a quick other things. You do want to make sure that you check those references. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Super, super crucial you check those references. Um, And obviously you want to do a probation period. Not obviously, but we strongly suggest doing a probation period. And don't just come to that person at the end of the 90-day probation period and then say it's not working out. I think it's important to do check-ins at the 30-day mark, the 45-day mark, and the 60-day mark so they know where they stand. And then at the end of the probation period, if you both know it's not working out, well, at least you've you've gone through those steps. So those are um, just some few other things I wanted to add. No, those are really important. There's so much we could share. It's hard. <laughs> and we, you know, we're that's why we're coming up with different episodes based on the needs of of what the questions we've gotten from other business owners so that we hope these can help you grow your team and grow your bottom line. So once again, thank you so much for listening 
to this episode on our system. And you're not going to want to miss the next episode, which is about this really neat way that we help you break down what you need out of people, how your team gets structured, and just growing a really strong and mighty team. Hey, collaborators. I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business. If you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share, you can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, The Colab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Colab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.